One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to go to a story, a developing story, about a wind farm that is proposed for uh, County Cork. Patrick Murphy from the Irish South and West Fish Producers Organization joins me. Good to talk to you again, uh, Patrick. What What is the story? Good morning to you. This is the Inish, Inish Agla Energy Park. Hi, good morning, PJ, and good morning to the listeners. And, and first of all, my, uh, we offer condolences to any loss of life in, in, in the conflict in the okay. Ukraine. It's terrible. Okay. Absolutely terrible. Okay. So back to the wind farms. Um, yeah, we, we, we have spent 18 months, I was reminded yesterday, of speaking to the various companies that are uh, intending on applying for and looking for uh, wind farms off our coastline. Um, the way we describe it, looking at the maps, it's like a necklace that's going to surround our country of of um, massive wind farms and offshore wind farms. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to have a huge effect um, on everything and a, and a change, I think, in the future of, of all our lives, um, whether it is visually, whether it is energy providing, and whether it's a change to the ecosystem of the marine life. But certainly it's going to have a massive impact on the fishing community once again, that's around our shoreline. You well, know? Why is that? I mean, Patrick, we're told that wind is the way for us. We can generate so much sustainable energy using the wind, and particularly using offshore wind at sea. So, so where is the problem for, for you guys? Well, first of all, you're not going to have two coexisting in the same area, regardless of what people might say. That's That's number one. There's science that's being developed and understood now as we move forward, as we learned from this new technology and the changes that this will mean for the marine environment and the change to the biosensitivity of the different areas that they're going into, PJ. Like, and as I said, this is a new technology, so sure. we're, we're only seeing the effects of this in other sea basins um, as they've been put in there, you know? So, so, so are you saying, Patrick, that a big offshore wind farm generating power, power that's needed on land, are you saying that that's not compatible with fishing grounds? I'm saying that there's questions over it. I'm saying I'm talking to the wind farm operators. I'm not getting any look talking to our government and the marine spatial planning document that was brought out that I spent a lot of time working on. Would you believe it doesn't include fishing or aquaculture in the legal protection under, we're mentioned in the right, but we're not protected under legislation. So what are your concerns? The way I describe it now, PJ, everybody would be familiar with the rainforest in Brazil, where the local people there are being pushed out of their historic homes and out of the forest. They're being moved aside for what they call is progress and planting new foods and new, new, new things that the world seems to require, like coconut trees or whatever else, their rubber plantations, whatever the world seems to, to, to require. 
and the indigenous people of the area seems to be pushed aside, I'm afraid the fishermen could be falling into that category of Ireland. And mm. we're already facing annihilation of 30% of our boats are to be scrapped. Imagine, mm. scrapped. Like the flotilla we brought up and that you covered, PJ. Yes. We, we warned of what was coming and it's coming. Like one in three of those fantastic ships that people spent all their lives trying to attain, investing everything they had in it, mm. are going to be swiped away from the now and, and crushed like a, like a beer can or like a coke can, right? And, and, and the, here's the, the worst thing. Here's the conversation the we had, just, just for relevance, the, convers- yeah. the conversation, or for reference rather, the conversation that we had when the Russian military exercise looked like it might encroach onto your fishing ground. Are you saying that where they want to put this wind farm encroaches on a fishing ground? Is that what you're saying? Well, PJ, look, let, let's look at the technology. You're going to have a big, massive uh, turbine, right? That's going to be seen for hundreds of miles. Like, these things are huge. These are not small little wind farms. These are massive, mm-hmm. massive structures mm-hmm. in the sea. But each one of them has to have a cable to connect it. And each one of those cables connects to all the other um, wind farms around the area, like a spider's web, and then it has to come ashore. Yes. So here's what I'd ask you, PJ, right? You know that there's going to be an electrical current and a vibration from those cables right across the, the, the sea ground, right? Okay. This is into an area where fish spawn, the babies, mm-hmm. the embryos, this tiny little sacks of life that's created where the fish put down the ground. Do you think that there's a possibility that they could have an effect on those embryos? Uh, now that you put it that way, Patrick, I see your point. So you don't you know species, is the answer. Yeah, yeah. So you've, you've, you've a species that has been going into an area, settling into the ground where, you know, for various reasons of food and gravel and, and the substructure of, of the seabed floor. And now you're going to have an electrical cable running through it. You think that's going to have an effect on the fish? And what do you get or what response do you get when you try to put this to government or you try to put this to the developers of the wind farm? Well, you see, this is the beauty of it. We put this to them and we're told, put in a consultation, just like I'm talking to you and what's here. But then that's it. So we've we've sufficiently ticked the box. There's your consultation. Thanks very much. Move on. Mm. And um, where is the science on it? I mean, I take it people are researching the effects because these things are springing up the world over. It's producing well, the, current the, off the shore is the way forward, like yeah, well, you see, I'm being sent now because of my interest in this, because obviously we have an interest, because this is another front for the fishermen to face. So the researchers from the helmets, Zenith, Herons, have found uh, uh, ships and air flows and sea currents already connected with wind farms and, 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 and air streams, right? So the, the, re- the real repercussions of that is what I would say is it changes the temperature of the water on the surface. It changes the wind flow. This is, has a huge effect on phytoplankton and marine life. Do you know what I mean? Now, I'm involved in aquaculture for 30 years, so I understand some of this science as well, too. And I have a fierce um, danger of morning lights going off in my head. But, PJ, here's the difference between me and most people. I'm willing to sit down with the government and the wind farms and be at the table, right, put forward our knowledge and try and work through these because as I've said to the wind farms, there could be alternatives here. Yeah. So we're being told, PJ, that... But, 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 but I think people are saying, people are asking on the phone here, Patrick, they're saying, is he saying something will happen to fish or something might happen to fish? Do we actually know what happens to them? What, 
This is the thing. We have asked the minister for to look into this science. We've seen that the fishing boats from their activities on the seabed is being accused of throwing enough carbon up back into the environment as the planes that fly overhead. That is nonsense, right? That, that is complete and utter nonsense. That is the truth, mm-hmm. right? Because, first of all, if anybody looks out into the horizon today, go on to say, how many boats will you see? You know, and you see a little dot in the horizon, and they're going to say that oh, all the seabed where you see that boat and while they're yeah. on this. No, I think what, 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 someone's on the phone, Patrick, and, and the question they're they're asking is, look, what, what exactly is he saying could happen to fish? Like, will they stop breeding? Will they stop thriving? What? Yes, well, you see, this is my fear. Of course, that you can see that something will be changed and altered. We see the responses and from in. Newland that they've said that the the difference just a very simple difference PJ the fish moved away off ground because they didn't like what was happening there so other marine life came in and took over right they changed the balance they changed the biostructure of the area so sure. crabs and lobsters thrived why because there was no fish to eat their larvae gotcha. you see so so then more of them survived but there was less fish Right. You know, people are on about boats going up into the harbours, you know, and they're catching small sprats. But those small sprats right. are like hoovers. They eat all the larvae and eggs of all the other fish. Yeah. So you see, there's a knock-on effect. Nature is so, so the fish we like to eat and the fish that you guys fish for, Depend on. They, they, they leave and others yeah. move in to replace them, kind of the way Well, hopefully. Run. You see, that, that's the way we're... But you see, that's a positive. So what we need to do is to work with the scientists and everything else and to see, right, can you put seagrass inside there? Can you entice other sea life in there? Can you change it to manage the seabed and manage the structures okay. that it isn't all bad? Because we do need the energy. Sure. There's no and, denying and I think that we what, need the what, energy. Well, I'm getting at now the number of it, Patrick. You're the people, if you want, you're the people who know the sea. You're the people who farm the sea. You're the people who understand the sea and the ways of the sea. And you feel pushed back from the table. You don't no, feel... No, we're not listened. at the table. No, not. PJ, I'm, I'm going to make this quite clear now yeah. to everybody who's listening. Yeah. We are not at the table. We we're trying to get at the table. We'll sit down with everybody. And this is a cost of our members. We pay for this ourselves, sure, right? Sure, Somebody sure. has to finance this. So there's, we're being told there's billions of euros out there that this is going to create. We've been told by the European Commission that there's a trillion euros going to be invested in this type of technology. Yet the people on the ground, us, the Aborigines, or us, the, the Native Americans, or us, the, the Brazilian rainforest people, the dwellers, are being treated like that. You move off because it's for the greater good, but no compensation for you, no help for you. You go out of business, find something else to do. Or we might hire you on the wind farms. I think that's wrong. I think society should treat us better than that. And I think our society should realize, now like we see in war and conflict, food is very important to us. Mm. And you're leaving the people who are collecting that food being pushed off the ground, and who's going to catch it afterwards? Who's going to supply the food, lads? This is real critical now at this juncture, because remember what I said. We've only 180 boats left to catch this fish. There's a, the, there's a movement now to destroy 60 of those boats. Yeah. There's only 120 left. And PJ, I'm telling everybody that listens to me, this is the end of the Irish fishing industry. Because we won't have young people coming into it. We won't have the skill set going into it. We're going to see what happened, our building industry, happened to our fishing industry. It'll die right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And we've the richest fishing grounds in the world. 29% of the waters of Europe, and we're only given 5% of the white fish to catch. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it, you wouldn't believe it. If somebody's put this in front of you, it'd be like J.K. Rowling with one of her books. 
to the first publisher saying, lads, this doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not happening. Yeah. It's science fiction. There's but a few people ringing in now to agree with you, Patrick. On land, a wind farm, they've got to research the effects on forestry and on creatures. It doesn't make sense that they don't have to do that at, at sea. Patrick, who can... Who is in the position, who has the power, as they say, to turn around now and say, OK, fishermen, come to the table, let's talk to you. What are you worried about? So we have different agencies, again, of different departments in the government, you know, that you have to go to. It's like I spoke to you about the atypical workers. Like, So we have four or five different agencies. Who do we go to? That's the question government has to answer. That's our leaders in, in our government to say, well, you know, we're going to protect the same rights of our own citizens as we're, we're professing to, to, to protect in other foreign countries. We, we deserve to be protected as well. And we are under extinction levels here. And that's no joke. Like, I'm not saying this flippantly. The evidence is there. Like, people can travel around the coastline and see where the ones they've seen fishing villages thriving, fishing boats everywhere. No, 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 They're no, gone. No, 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 no. I don't think that anybody is disagreeing with you about that, Patrick. But in terms of who should bring you to the table to discuss with groups like the, the, the Inishagla energy part like so, who would you believe that it's 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 um the minister for housing and is is i think given this brief mr o'brien darrow o'brien it's not the minister for agriculture and fisheries mr mcconnell it's been taken from him under the marine spatial planning look i, I we, we oh. work with in english <laughs> this is the, that's starting to sound now like something not a yes minister or, like, I love the quote, in fairness, because I thought he was the bri- most brilliant man for satire, was Dermot Morgan, like Father Ted. And I see a lot of what's happening, to be honest with you. And I'm just going, that's the only way I can explain it. Right. An episode from Father Ted. All right, you know what I'll do? I'll leave it there, Patrick, and thank you for that. Courts 96 FM.